Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 48 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and to you, the listener. You make this ministry possible, and I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of not settling for less than God has for you. You were created to do great things for God. Have you ever wondered why you were born? That's a question that everyone asks. It's not just a religious question. It's a question that humanity asks. Why am I here? I didn't choose to be born, so is there a reason why I was? Well, that's a great question, and I believe there is a reason. I believe you were born for a purpose. Mel Robbins, in her TED Talk, referred to a study where scientists calculated the odds of you being born. They took into account wars, natural disasters, the odds of your parents meeting, and the timing involved with conception. And according to this study, the odds of you being born at the moment in time you were born to your parents with your exact DNA structure is 1 in 400 trillion The probability of your existence was all but mathematically impossible. Yet, here you are. One in 400 trillion chance. You are one of a kind. You are rare. You have a purpose. Please forgive me for using this type of an example, but I do believe it will help us visualize just how rare you are. The odds of winning the lottery are 1 in 300 million. This means that the likelihood of you being born equates to the same individual winning the lottery 1.33 million times. You are one of a kind. This extreme rarity is one reason why I believe you were born for a reason. Something much bigger than chance is at work in your life. The rarity of your existence is a testimony of the great plans that God has for your life. God placed you here at the time that you are for a reason. Even though we often struggle to see our own value, You were created to do more than just exist. You were created for more. Jesus even confirmed this in John chapter 14 and verse number 12. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, 
and the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do. God created you to do great works. God created you for more. You do not have to settle for less. I want to look at a few biblical examples to kind of bring this to light even further in our lives. Many of us know the story of Israel going down into Egypt. The Bible tells us that they should not be afraid to go down into Egypt because God would bring them out again. So in the very beginning, we have this understanding that the time that they would be in Egypt would not be permanent. It would be temporary. Long, yes, but not permanent. So they should not settle for becoming part of Egypt when God ultimately has more for them. We understand that Israel grew in numbers. We understand that they married and had children. Yet there's something more for them than Egypt. And that's why when a Pharaoh rose up that knew not Joseph, he began to become afraid of the growth of Israel and he put them under bondage and taskmasters over them and they began to build Egyptian cities. They were enslaved to Egypt. They were growing. They had a family. They had homes, but yet they were in bondage. Because Israel has been in Egypt for a long time, it would be easy for them to think this is just our life. This is just the way it is. It's been this way for several generations, and here we are. It would be easy for them to forget that they were a promised people. They were not created for Egypt. They were created for God. And when the time came to pass, they left Egypt, and they wandered in the wilderness, and then they entered into Canaan land, a land of their own. But we find something inside of them that has to get worked out all the way through the wilderness when times would go bad or they were hungry or they were thirsty or they desired something else. They always wanted to return to Egypt, but they were not made for Egypt. See, it's natural when we get in difficult situations to want to return to where we were comfortable. It's called settling. When things begin to multiply and come against us, we want to settle for what we're comfortable in. And too many people are living their lives settling for much less than what God called them to. Can you imagine if Israel would have said, no, we're not going to leave Egypt and just settled? Can you imagine if they would have said, this wilderness, we're just going to settle? They were tempted to do that several times, even at the time when they could have crossed over Jordan but did not for fear of the things that were in the land. They feared those things more than they cherished the promises of God. They always seemed to want to settle for less than the promised land. And this becomes an example to us. Thankfully, they did enter in and they did receive the promises of God, their own land, a place to call their own. And the promise of God is fulfilled. This teaches us a powerful and valuable lesson. If we are not careful, we will allow circumstances and our past conditioning 
to create something in us that just says, I'm going to settle for this because this is better than what I had, but yet it's still less than what God intends. I don't want you to settle for less than what God has for you. I understand that you're dealing with circumstances that have conditioned you to think that you should just settle. But God is saying, I want you to rise up and say, God, whatever you have for me is what I want. I don't want to settle for less. We also find this in the story of Gideon. There was a day when Israel was living in caves and they were hiding in the mountains. And when they would plant their harvest, the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east would come up and destroy and take the increase from the earth. And the Bible even said in Judges chapter number six that Israel was impoverished because of the Midianites taking their harvest. And there came a day in Judges 6, verse number 11, that an angel of the Lord came and sat under an oak tree in Ophrah. And he looked and he saw this man named Gideon threshing wheat by the wine presses. And the Bible says that Gideon was there to hide it from the Midianites. Take this wheat, harvest it, and hide it so they can't take it. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? And Gideon said unto the angel, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Now, I want you to catch that. Gideon gets a call from the Lord, go save Israel. But Gideon says, how can I save Israel? I'm from a poor family in the tribe of Manasseh, and I'm the least, the youngest in my father's house. I'm just going to settle for being the least. I'm just going to settle for being behind this wine press, trying to hide this harvest from the Midianites. I'm just going to settle for this, but God is saying to him, I don't want you to settle for hiding wheat behind a wine press. I want you to understand that I'm calling you to deliver Israel from the Midianites. If you settle, you'll always have to hide, but if you accept the call of God, you can move beyond and you can deliver all of Israel. This is important. Because there are many of us that have just settled when God's saying, I've called you to more. Don't settle when God has more in store for you. The Bible tells us the Lord called his disciples, but it does not reveal a lot about the disciples' past. We know that the Lord chose his disciples from communities around the Sea of Galilee. Many of them were fishermen. At least four of the disciples, James, Peter, Andrew, and John, were fishermen by trade, whose livelihood consisted of taking their boats out, catching fish, and selling it. The disciples were not made for just fishing. They were made for more. 
That's why the Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20, and Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. What is the importance of this scripture? It's not just showing us the historical call of the disciples. It is showing us that God looked at them and said, you are fishing for fish, but I want you to know I've called you to fish for men. I've called you for more. There's nothing wrong with being a fisherman. It's an honorable trade, but I've called you for more. You need to leave the net and follow me. I have created you for more. This is a great lesson for us to learn. Jesus is teaching us we should never settle for less. We can learn from Israel. We can learn from Gideon, and we can learn from the disciples. When God created us, he created us for more. And so we need to address the fact that there are so many things that come against us trying to get us to settle for less. But I don't want you to settle for less. I want you to recognize your value You are not created for failure. You are not created to be held captive to your past, but you were created to be used by God. And the enemy will fight every way he can to distract you from your purpose. But God is calling you right now to rise up and say, God, if you've called me to it, I want it. Whatever you have for me, I want it. I want to become more. I don't want to settle for less than God has called me to be. My past is not powerful enough. My failures are not powerful enough. The abuse is not powerful enough to keep God from fulfilling his will in your life. But you've got to get to the place that you say, I'm not going to settle for less. I'm not going to stay in that. I'm going to rise up and walk in the calling that God has placed in my life. Not settling is very important. So many people start out with great aspirations and pressures and obligations and failures seem to make them settle for less. We think this is just my life and we settle for what is instead of what could be. 2 Kings chapter 13 tells us the story of Syria rising up against Israel. And King Joash, not knowing what to do, went to the prophet Elisha. And Elisha told King Joash, take your bow, open the window eastward, and shoot an arrow. That's the arrow of the Lord's deliverance from Syria. And Elisha then told Joash to take the arrows and smite the ground. And Joash struck the ground three times and stopped. And when he stopped, Elisha got very angry at him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times until Syria was destroyed. And Joash settled for less than what God wanted to give him. He settled for a victory when God wanted to give him the victory. 
And there's a huge difference. So many times we, like King Joash, settle for a victory when God is intending to give us the victory. Maybe you're wondering, what's the difference? Well, a victory means getting you through that one circumstance, getting you through that one day. But the victory means that you get through the thing that had been trying to hold you back for years. You're healed from it. You can look back on it and use it as a testimony. It's no longer holding you captive, but now it has become a testimony of God's goodness and God's mercy. But so many times we settle for a instead of the victory in our lives. So what are a few things that cause people to settle for less? Well, many times they don't feel good enough. They feel undeserving because of their past struggles, their past failures, that surely God would rather use someone that had never made a mistake, someone that had never messed up. But we know that Jesus came for those that needed his help. We know that he looks at those that have had a past and had struggles and uses them for his glory. Surely he would have picked someone else besides a woman who had failed marriages and living with a man that was not even her husband. Surely he would have picked someone else to spread the word of his arrival through Samaria. But the Bible did not say that he chose someone else. He said, I must needs go through Samaria. Why? Because he met a woman at a well that needed to know about rivers of living water. That if she would drink of that, she would never thirst again. And she went and told all of the village that Jesus had come and told her all the things that she needed to know. See, the Lord is looking to use you. It's the enemy that's looking to remind you of your failures, of your mistakes. If you settle for less, then the enemy wins because your voice is not heard. I understand that we feel undeserving, and I certainly know that we should not walk in arrogance. How could we walk in arrogance when we know the life that God has delivered us from? But we should walk in boldness, boldness in the Spirit, not in our own abilities, but boldness in His ability because He is looking for someone to use, and we should say, Lord, here I am. I understand that if you could search for the greatest, you wouldn't have found it in me, but here I am. Use me. So too many people feel like they're not good enough, but God's grace makes us what we need to be. Another reason that causes some people to settle for less is they believe the lies of the enemy. The enemy tells you you're never going to be anything. You're always going to be broken. And if you believe the lies of the enemy, you will never become all that God has called you to be. That's his plan. That's why he says that. The Bible tells us that he is the father of lies. And if he's telling you you can't, if he's telling you you never will become, then that is a sure sign that God has called you to more. Another reason that causes some people to settle for less 
They believe the negative things other people say about them more than what the Word of God says about them. So it's not just about believing the lies of the enemy. We also have to be careful who we allow to speak into our lives. If someone continually verbally abuses you and reminds you of your past and your failures, if they continually place negative thoughts into your mind, if every time you step out to do something, they immediately tell you, who do you think you are to do that? You're never going to be good enough to do that. You need to recognize that negative voice and you need to put it in its proper place. Put it in your mind where you know, okay, when that speaks that way, that is not the voice of God. So we would not believe the lies of our spiritual enemy. So we certainly should not believe the fleshly lies that tell us we can never become because of what we've done. That's not the voice of God. Too many people fall into that. They go to step out into the things that God has called them to do. And a voice says, who do you think you are to do that? Oh, you're never going to be good enough to do that. You're never going to be good enough to get that job. You're never going to be good enough to do that for God. Be wary of those voices so you don't let them distract you from the more that God has called you to. And another reason that people settle for less is they simply hadn't been told that God has more for them. This is more of a mindset issue. It's something that they need to know. That's why God is calling all of us to be encouragers, not destroyers. People need to know you can accomplish great things for God. You were called for more. You are here for a purpose. One in 400 trillion odds that you would be who you are at the moment that you are, God has called you to more. Don't let failures and circumstances and mindsets keep you from becoming all God called you to be. If God did not intend more for you, you would not have even been born. But you are here. And you're here for a purpose. God was instrumental in you being here. You are not an accident. You are here for his purpose. God is not finished working with you. He has much more for you to do. And as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener. I want to pray that you become everything that God has called you to be. Lord, I'm asking you to help each listener right now. There are so many voices, the voice of our spiritual enemy, voices of those that surround us, and even the voice in our own head that wants to tell us that we are worthless and that we will never become more, that we've messed up too much, that surely God would never use us now. But I want you to speak to their spirit. I want you, Lord, to move in their life and remind them that they were not an accident. They are here for more, here for a purpose. Help them, Lord, to not only see it, but to grasp it, understand it, and step into it. Listener, you are here for more. And as always, 
Thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend, maybe text them the link or share it on your social. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at Building Great Lives Podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions. 